those Randolph High School students love their football. Randolph is a small, sleepy town that kisses the muddy banks of the Ohio River on its southern side. But wow, does it wake up and come to life every Friday night in the fall. For a Friday Night Lights special, Professor Theo Style. Stick around. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab. Friday Night Frights. I'm Professor Theo. Welcome. There's nothing like the roar of a crowd through crisp autumn night air as some Randolph running back jets into the end zone for a touchdown. Those young ones in attendance cheer on the home team while older folks in the stands think back to their long past time on the field. The good old days indeed. It's a picture-perfect small-town American portrait of autumn. If you can hear it, and you can feel the anticipation before the big play, hear the marching band, the smell of the hot dog vendor, or Mrs. Simpkins pumpkin spice coffee wafting in your direction, you know what I'm talking about. I don't go out for football much, but on the rare occasion I do see a game. I enjoy it. The best nachos are always at football games for some reason, and the popcorn and pizza and candy. I guess most of my football memories are food-related. It was with this sense of nostalgia and a rumbling in my tummy that I set out for an hour-long drive to Randolph to watch the Randolph High School radioactive rabbits battle the Washington High Walrus mob in what I hear is always an annual classic matchup between bitter rivals. Classic, yes, indeed. This year's match will not soon be forgotten, as this was the year. Now, you're going to think I'm making this up, but I witnessed it with my own eyes. This was the year something that had never happened before, in Randolph or anywhere as far as I know, happened the football came to life. It did. That brown oval piece of air-stuffed leather had had enough of being tossed, spiked, kicked, and dropped about, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I am simply making an inference based on what I observed. But it came to life, and it was angry. Those white laces transformed into sharp teeth that bit viciously at the quarterback. An unfortunate junior who had never been trained for this. He dropped the ball and ran, and a stunned crowd grew quite silent, disbelieving their own eyes for moments until they could no longer ignore the truth of what was happening. The football bounced about, agitated, uneven. Anybody who got close to it, many players tried, the ref, too. Anybody who got close got snapped at by those white leather teeth that eventually opened wider and wider to reveal a big mouth. 
the thing seemed to be searching for something. That football propelled itself into the air, high above the heads of the now terrified crowd. It hovered above us momentarily before dropping down and stealing a quick sip of Mrs. Simpkins pumpkin spiced coffee, a bit of some Rando's corn dog, and some of my popcorn. The thing had eyes now, and it seemed to wink at me as it did this. Panic followed. Somebody screamed. And then many people screamed. And then the football screamed. Then everybody freaked out. People dashed for the exits, running over one another. A few tried to take videos or pictures before evacuating, but that football smashed right into each and every phone and camera. That's probably why you haven't seen any viral videos of this spectacular night. I stayed and watched. I was frozen, fascinated. Most ran, but I stayed, marveling at what I could do, what I had accomplished. It worked. My spell. Kroll told me that it would. It is not just he able to conjure such things, it would appear. Now this is just between me and you, okay? Because sometimes, and you know this, sometimes the experiments, the top-secret endeavors of my lab are not received so well by others. I had seen enough. The ball, animate, no more, fell hard to the ground. And then this surprised everybody. A savvy player from the Washington team that was still lingering around, well, he realized something. The clock had never stopped running on the fourth quarter. All of this had happened in a matter of a couple of minutes. But the game was technically still going on. Well, that player whipped up the ball, very cautiously, and ran it into the end zone for a touchdown as the game's final seconds ticked down to zero. Washington had won. And for the first time in three years, Randolph had been on a roll in recent seasons. Players who had scurried off the football field into their dressing rooms, came back, realized what had happened, and began to celebrate or pout, depending on, you know, which team. I just smiled, finished off the last few bites of concession stand food, gathered my belongings, and headed calmly to the exit. Now, if you see me at a football game, don't fret, don't be afraid. What happened in Randolph was an isolated incident. It was a one-time experiment, just to see. But that's really all you need to know for now. I've probably said too much as it is. And that's all for this week, listeners. I hope you have a wild and wonderful and weird and imaginative and creative week ahead. Be there a play, a walk, a good book, 
or even a sports ball game of some kind in your future. Embrace it. Enjoy it. Be good to each other, listeners. Thanks for tuning in. Come back next week for the four-year anniversary special of the Professor Theo's Mystery Lab podcast. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab is written and read by Jonathan Joy. And Levi Joy. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Spread the word. Tell a friend. If you don't, Professor Theo might zap you into a video game. If he could do that type of thing, I mean. Also, please consider supporting this project by making a small monthly pledge at ProfessorTheo.com. Tweet at us at Theo underscore mystery. Thanks for listening, 